Warning, the following program features content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Bo Cephas Broadcast. Greetings, boys and girls, and welcome to episode 18 of the Bo Cephas Broadcast. Glad to be back in the basement with you for another week of shenanigans across the World Wide Web. And what a weekend it has been. What a week it has been. Lots of interviews, lots of cool stuff going on. I feel like I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off most of the week. I will sleep when I am dead, ladies and gentlemen. That's just how it's going to have to go. I, I you know, often remark about how worn out I am, but I do this to myself. So my justification is that if I, you know... Bust my ass when I'm young. I can relax a little bit more uh, guilt-free later on down the road when I'm even more old and decrepit than I am at 28 years old. Part of the reason I get so tired on the weekends, especially in the summer when it's super busy, is because we have shows like we had last night at the dock. My band Blacktop South, back at the dock in uh, Quincy down there on the Mississippi Riverfront last night. Butt to nut, man. All evening. It was insane. Insane crowd. Uh, Always a lot of fun, though. And, you know, I know that when I'm exhausted at the end of the night that I had a decent show. I left it on the stage, as they say. It's always good to see my friends come down there, though. But there's there's one person that I have to give a shout out to, and that's Justin Hobrick. Justin always shows up and he's he's kind of the quiet guy in the corner that's just kind of, you know, enjoying the music. Or at least I would hope he's enjoying the music. And then he'll come up to the front of the stage, and he sets a PBR tall boy on the stage. This Every time that I play down there, and Justin comes down there, this is what he does. He comes up, puts the PBR tall boy on the stage, gives me a nod of approval, the dude nod, and then he just, like, fades into the background, never to be seen the rest of the night. So, big thank you to Justin. He knows my uh, he knows my weapon of choice is the, the PBR tall boy, and he's he's becoming, like, this legend to me, this enigma, you know, like, just... He's like the Undertaker, sort of. You know, he shows up and and he does this, he does his thing, and then he just fades off into the background. And then I like, you know, talk to him on Monday or something. The only bad thing about things like that when you have huge crowds, like people just keep bringing you beer. There was one point in the night when I found two bush lights, two bush light bottles, which I've never seen. I barely see bush light cans. So these bottles, I look at these bottles like, what is this? What's the born-on date for this thing? This label looks like it's probably not been changed in at least three decades. So I think I kindly handed those bush lights off to somebody else because I I didn't want... I'd had, you know, a lot of caffeine yesterday, and then I drank a lot of water because I wasn't feeling that that great. You know, I needed some sort of a pick-me-up, so I was hounding down water thinking that maybe that would fix the situation. Well, I mean, it did, but it also worsened the situation. In the middle of the second set of the night, probably around 10.30... Midway through the set, we're only halfway through the, the series of songs that we're doing. I got to pee so bad that I'm, I'm half tempted to tell the guys, do the next song without me because I've got to pee. So I, I made it through the second set and then I peed for like, I kid you not, like eight minutes, eight minutes of pure stream. You ever seen a Keurig fill a carafe? Ridiculous. But anyway, uh, my, my other friends were there. My other friends came down for a little bit and uh, they came down to see me this weekend as well. Which was awesome. Neil, his wife Emily, and my buddy Mark. Neil and Emily are from the uh, the St. Louis area. Mark is from Rockford, Illinois, which is long considered my second or maybe even third home. 
but it was super cool. We don't get to see each other a lot, so so when we do, it's it's a lot of fun. And they all put in some drive time to hang out with me for for just a little bit, and and I mean a little bit in every sense of the word. But that uh, that means the world to me. But over the weekend, Mark and Neil and Emily got a hotel in downtown Quincy. So I showed up, and we were planning on doing a podcast together. I wanted them to be my guests on the show. So we show up in this hotel room downtown. And apparently, apparently none of them slept that well in this hotel overnight. So, so we kind of all cram in this thing. And then there's this, maybe you can't even really consider it a desk. It was like a slab of countertop that was barely wider than my forearm. So I lug all my stuff in there and we set up and then we're all, you know, crammed in here and and we're uh, borrowing chairs from other hotel rooms that for some reason the doors were open on. So uh, we've got a couple of extra chairs from other rooms that don't belong to us that uh, housekeeping got a little suspicious about. It's like, you don't understand, lady. We're making art in here. Okay, we'll return the chairs. They're just out on loan for right now. So Mark and Neil and I crowded around this little slab of countertop, and Emily, uh, Neil's wife, is is sitting over there on the on the bed trying not to laugh or wonder why she's married to Neil and why Neil has the friends that he has. But it was a lot of fun. We spent an hour just kind of chewing the fat, and uh, it was fantastic. We have a group text, Mark and Neil and myself. We have a group text, and it's it's tremendous. So this was like the in-person version of that group text. We talked about fidget spinners. We talked about the the dude rompers, and uh, we also talked a lot about Mark's rediscovery and uh, subsequent uh, infatuation with Smash Mouth. So it was a very fun chat. We also played a round of uh, the Bocephus Threefus, which is a new segment that I came up with while in the shower because that's that's typically where all great ideas are created, right? So what is it? You ask, well, the Bocephus Threefus is a it's a series of three questions that, that make you think they're like uh, engaging topics, engaging conversation starters. And I have to give credit where credit is due. I, I use uh, questions from this this little game. I don't even know if you can call it a game, uh, but I got this for Christmas last year. The, it, it's called Table Topics, and it comes in this little square uh, plastic container, this little cube. And it's filled with little square cards that that basically just like pose questions that will get the ball rolling on a good conversation. I think the angle that they were taking when they created this was was kind of get, you know, to get people off their phones and, and have actual conversations again, because that's a lost art. So anyway, the game is called Table Topics. If you want to check it out, their uh, website is tabletopics.com. But these cards have on them, like I said, they're like engaging questions. So I decided, you know, I'm going to put these things to you. So, but I need a I need a cool name and a concept. And I don't know if that's, you know, a cool name or a concept or not, but uh, the Bocephus Threefus was born. And I think on um, every Bocephus Buddies episode that that's going to be part of it. So now I know you're probably asking, what's in Bocephus Buddies? Well, they're not little plush dolls that you can, you know, body slam, throw around on the ground, beat up and all that kind of stuff. There's this weird thing that happens to me when I'm when I'm doing this podcast. I send out a lot of emails and messages to people that I would like to have as guests. And sometimes I run out of guests or I'll have a lull in activity. And then, you know, two or three people will will finally get back to me and say that they, you know, they're they're down to do it. But I get to thinking, you know, I don't always have to have some sort of notable guest. Like it would be fun to just have, you know, like the Irish road bowling episode or on episode two when I had uh, my friend Sean McAvoy on to talk about the election or the first episode, which featured John Stump. Those were all, before it was branded, they were Bocephus Buddies episodes. So Nerdist has what they call, uh, the Nerdist podcast has what they call hostful episodes. 
in which it's Chris Hardwick, Matt Myra, Jonah Ray just shooting the breeze with each other. I think I have a gallery of, of friends that are funny enough and interesting enough and can hold good conversations that I think I think I can do this, you know, so it's I essentially stole the idea from Chris Hardwick in the Nerdist podcast, and I decided to call the episodes with my friends, Bo Cephas Buddies episodes, you know, because I like alliteration and stuff. So there's your answer. That's what a Bo Cephas Buddies episode is. So you can look for that. Uh, the first official Bo Cephas Buddies episode on uh, June 12th with my buddies, Mark Hopwood, Neil Gow, and a couple of cameos by Neil's wife, Emily. Episode 21, June 12th. And I know June 12th seems like a long way away, but I scored a, scored a lot of interviews over the last week, so kind of playing catch up there. So not to shove you know, Mark and Neil, not to put baby in a corner, or babies in this case, but uh, we, we'll get there, and I, I think it'll be worth it. It was a fun chat, so look forward to that. Now, we are not friends by definition, but after our chat, I, I definitely felt like it. My guest today actually inspired the name, Bo Cephas Buddies, during our chat a few days ago. He also inspired the world with one tweet. My guest today is Carter Wilkerson. If that name sounds familiar, he's the kid who recently broke the record for the most retweeted tweet, surpassing Ellen DeGeneres and her Oscar selfie that included practically every celebrity and their dog and their goldfish and everything in between. Carter took the world by storm when he tweeted fast food chain Wendy's, asking how many retweets it would take to earn him free chicken nuggets for a year. Wendy's responds with 18 million. Carter, without missing a beat, replies, consider it done. That's a badass response. This kid is confident. So, you know, like all crazy things on the internet, uh, like, like Bodie McBoatface, the internet began to swoon over Carter's quest for that golden brown goodness and went to work, as the internet does. So he hasn't reached the 18 million retweet mark yet. But Carter, as I said, did break Ellen's record, which, according to Wendy's, was good enough for that year's worth of free chicken nuggets. And thus, the American dream was achieved by a 16-year-old kid in Nevada. This is the 21st century, people. This is it. We are living in the future. Here's the cool thing, though. And and we talked about this in the interview, so you're going to hear a bit more. Unlike some people who use their 15 minutes of fame, like um, we talked about Danielle Bergoli, the, the Cash Me Outside girl. You know, there are some of these people that use it to, well, they milk it. You know, they milk it for everything it's worth. They're 15 minutes of fame. They drag it out for 15 months. You know, they try to spin it into a reality TV show or they get like a Kmart jewelry line or something. Carter used his platform to raise money for charity, which I think is very admirable because I know at 16 years old, I, I probably didn't even know what charity was outside of the Jerry's Kids penny jar at the local gas station. So I think that's really cool. You've got, you know, one of these young kids who's found viral fame and is using it to benefit people that are in need. So it's, you know, it's really inspiring to me to talk to a 16 year old kid like Carter, who really seems to have been brought up right. His parents have clearly done a good job. And more importantly, he's got a great head on his shoulders. And above that, he's got some great hair. So Carter's definitely a very inspiring kid. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I really question uh, humanity just about every day and the generations below mine because you know i'm a crotchety old 28 year old man now but you know when you talk to a kid like carter there's there's this beacon of hope that not everyone out there is a turd in the punch bowl so stick around because coming up next my chat with carter wilkerson the nugget king right here on the bocephus broadcast the bocephus broadcast broadcast
There's a saying that not all heroes wear capes, and such is the case with my guest today, a 16-year-old young man from Reno, Nevada, who recently guarded himself free Wendy's chicken nuggets for a year. It all started with a simple tweet and a subsequent challenge from the food chain. He joins me today to talk about that crazy ride he's been on the past several weeks. Please welcome to the program Mr. Carter Wilkerson. How are you, man? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm good. This has been a wild month or so for you, hasn't it? Uh, It's been absolutely insane. (laughs) Your website says that you've always aspired to be a chicken nugget, which I think a lot of us can relate to. So uh, (laughs) when you realized that wasn't, you know, physically possible, you uh, you took to Twitter again, like a lot of us do to tackle a problem these days. So walk me through uh, (laughs) what led up to you tweeting Wendy's about chicken nuggets for a year. Honestly, it was just kind of started as a joke. I just tweeted at Wendy's that, hey, uh, how many retweets for a year of free chicken nuggets? Just It came out of the blue. I was just sitting in my bed one <laughs> night, and I thought it would be pretty funny to try it. And uh, Well, I tried it, and I got a response, but the response was 18 million, which was five times the previous record. So, <laughs> well, I went from there, and I guess here we are today. <laughs> Yeah, mission accomplished. Did you like? Did you tweet any other places about chicken nuggets, or was it just Wendy's? Uh, just Wendy's for now, but uh, maybe we can get some competition. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> what uh, What other foods and and drinks like would you be interested in having free for a year? Uh, I definitely think I'd like their their frosties. Those would be pretty good too, or maybe some. Uh, I like Canes. There's a local place called Canes in my area. Pretty good chicken too. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gathering that you're a chicken fan. Is that is that off base? I you're right. <laughs> <laughs> are you? Uh, you mentioned the frosty. Are you one of the people that that like dunks the fries in the frosty? Uh, I am actually. I, I like my fries and my vanilla frosties. Tell me, like, tell me what the what the fad is about it, because I never could like get on board with it. I guess I've never really tried it, but I don't understand the con- like what what's the what's the selling point for that. You know, honestly, I, I just I just thought it'd be a fun idea, and I, I think other people have told me that it's it's tastes pretty good. So I just went for it and I tried it, and it was pretty good. It's it's kind of like you get the sweet and salty mix. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things, and it's it's not too bad. But you might think it's gross at first, but once you try it, you're like, why have I never done this before? You're living life on the edge, man. You better slow down. You're only 16. <laughs> so do you have do you have a, like a vendetta against chicken strips or are you just like a fan of more, you know, compact poultry? I like chicken strips, too, but uh, I definitely like the compact better because they're more like easy snack food. But uh, definitely chicken strips are up there, too. <laughs> you, can, you can enjoy the nugs on the go. I think that's the uh, I think that's the whole point. So Wendy's responds to your tweet, tells you it's going to take 18 million to get you free nugs for a year. You respond, consider it done. And then it's on. So how crazy did it get after that for you? Honestly, the the first night, it was absolutely insane for me, but it would be normal for anyone else. Uh, I got about 200 retweets before I went to bed, but uh, I was mind blown because I had 140 followers and like, I've never gotten more than like three retweets. So once I got on 200, I was absolutely freaking out. And uh, I actually was talking to my friend and uh, he said, I bet this will have 10,000 overnight. And I was like, no way, this won't even have a thousand. And I, I wake up the next morning and it had 50,000. 
And that's when I was like, all right, this is kind of crazy. Like, I really didn't do anything to deserve 50,000 retweets. And uh, from there, it kept going up and up and up. And I was like, all right, this is getting kind of crazy, but uh, I'll take it, you know. The internet's a crazy place, man. Nothing nothing is impossible <laughs> thanks to the internet these days. So it's so true. <laughs> so the campaign got large enough that you captured the attention of Ellen because you were, you know, you were threatening her retweet record. <laughs> she she asked you to come on the show. So tell me what that was like. Like how do you get asked to be on Ellen? Does she come to your house and, you know, hold up a boombox outside your bedroom window and ask you to be on the Ellen show? I wish, but uh, it, it was pretty simple. Uh, we were actually kind of in contact with Wendy's after it started getting pretty big. And they, they kind of facilitated that through Wendy's. It was kind of a weird process, but they basically they called us and said, hey, uh, we know about your story. We've heard about you for the last week. And uh, we wondering if you guys wanted to come on the show. And that's kind of how it happened. We flew out there and went on the show. It was quite amazing. I still have a hard time believing that I was sitting next to Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> She uh, she gave you a TV. She gave you a year's supply of underwear. You might need them if you need a year of uh, you know chicken nuggets going going through you. But do you think she was like trying to bribe you? Were you worried that she was like she was gunning for you? She's trying to pay you off. Oh, for sure. I think she was worried that I was going to take her spot. No, not the rate I was going up. She was she was super worried, afraid, and uh, so she tried to bribe me, but didn't really work and uh she threatened to actually take it back if i passed her so yeah i don't know maybe she'll come to my house and steal it from me so <laughs> you guys have like a you have like a home alarm system don't you yeah we do so i'll make sure that's on every night <laughs> yeah. that's another that's another one you need to jump on now that you've got uh you know ellen's dangerous man you gotta jump on you gotta get adt on board or something like that how many retweets for a new alarm system yeah that's right state-of-the-art <laughs> stuff there we go. so Along the way, um, you know, as this whole thing started kind of gaining some steam, there were a lot of people uh, jumping on the the Wilkerson wagon. And I know that, was it the CEO of T-Mobile that offered you like a free cell phone and plan and all that stuff? Is that right? Yeah. uh, Yeah. He offered me a free cell phone and the free T-Mobile and a free year of chicken nuggets if I switched over. uh, (laughs) I was considering it for the longest time, but uh, I don't know. (laughs) Because when I put the, the picture of the tweets... Right. And AT&T at the top, and he was like, that's why he commented, and pretty funny. <laughs> so uh, what what other kind of things were offered to you throughout this this month of your life? Crazy things. Uh, one pretty funny one was actually uh, United offered to fly me to anywhere in the world uh, if I got to beat Ellen, and I, I did. So they said uh, they'd fly me out anywhere. But uh, I don't know if I'm going to take it out yet. I mean, United... They kind of have been in a bad place so far. So <laughs> I don't know if I. Hopefully, the flight's not overbooked or anything. But uh, I might pick it up in the future. I mean, hey, a free flight anywhere in the world—that's kind of pretty good. <laughs> yeah, let the uh, let the bad PR settle down a little bit, and then then you know maybe consider jumping on that one. Yeah, once they sort everything out. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, you know, who achieve you know fame on the internet, they'll milk it you know, for all it's worth and really like self-absorb it, like the, you know, the catch me outside girl or whatever. But I think the, the really cool thing about you is, is what you've done and, and what you're doing in that you found a way to turn this into like a charitable endeavor too. So you want to give back. So tell me how you use this experience as a platform for a charitable cause. Well, it, I'm a pretty fortunate kid. I have a lot in life. I have great parents, great siblings, great family around me, great friends. Everything is uh, going great before this happened and it's gotten even better. And uh, I thought when it got pretty big, I could use my voice to uh, speak for things that I believe in and do some good in the world because uh, there's been some bad lately. So I thought uh, pretty recent, like pretty when it started getting pretty big, 
not too big, but not small. A lot of mm-hmm. like friends and family were asking for like a way to support. Like, uh, so we made t-shirts, the Nugs for Carter t-shirts, and uh, I decided to sell them for all profits go to charity. And uh, that's kind of how it came about and where we, we went from, from there. And as it kept growing and growing, we, uh, we reached out to people like Wendy's to help. They helped by donating that $100,000 to Dave Thomas Foundation, which we're donating to, as well as uh, we're also donating to a local cause called Moms on the Run that help with local breast cancer families. So those are the two things that I, I'm pretty close to and I thought would be really cool to donate to. That's fantastic. And and you're only, you know, like I said earlier, you're only 16. So how does it feel to know that, you know, you're at this early of an age, you know, you're contributing to these these greater causes all because you wanted free nuggets for a year? It's honestly kind of insane to think about because, I mean, on when it started, like, I didn't even do anything. It was just the people of Twitter, they uh, jumped on it and they helped me get up to where I was. And then uh, they kept supporting me throughout the way by spreading the word and buying shirts and stuff. So it's really cool to see all these people get behind something pretty good and besides something bad, like, I don't know, like catch me outside girl. Like what has she done <laughs> in society? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I think you've got a, a much more level head on your shoulders. You're actually, you know, just, I think what a few years older than her too. So yeah, I, th- I think you're on the right path, man. I think you're doing all right. Thank you. You think, uh, you think you're just going to retire now? You got to shut it down, shut down your Twitter call today. <laughs> I definitely haven't been on it as much to post and stuff because uh, I'm kind of like a social figure now, so I got to watch what I say and I can't just post anything and retweet anything. So, but uh, I still have been checking it and uh, my timeline's pretty similar. I, I follow a lot of sports and uh, like memes and jokes and stuff, but that's kind of what I had Twitter <laughs> before before this all happened. But uh, I'm getting the mix of everything now. But still, it's it's fun to use Twitter uh, and uh, yeah. You mentioned sports. I know you're the uh, captain of your football team, right? Yeah, I was actually uh, the spokesperson this year as captain, yeah. So did you get to do a lot of like public speaking appearances and you have like a like an entrance theme and a light show and you know you walk <laughs> out and they got a spotlight on you and stuff? <laughs> well, honestly, I just went out and said heads or tails and then picked if we wanted to receive or not. So <laughs> it wasn't too big of a deal, but it was fun. Speaking of Twitter, like you said, you went from, I think you said 150 followers. How many are you up to now? How quickly did it blow up? It was, it's been absolutely, it's gone up every day, like a few thousand. I think I'm at, last time I checked, about 120,000, maybe more. But you ever sit there and just like refresh the page and watch <laughs> your mind just melt? Actually, it, it was pretty funny at the beginning when it really started to pick up. I, I actually ended up turning off my notification because that many retweets and stuff, it was blowing up my phone. And uh, <laughs> during kind of the middle of it, it was still going up pretty strong. And I thought it'd be pretty funny to turn them back on and see what happens. So I, I turned my notifications back on. I had a bunch of friends watching with me and it, it was hilarious. The, the phone just ding, 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 ding. It was just <laughs> going and going and going. It was just, it was pretty funny to watch, but. <laughs> so I assume you, you turned them back off shortly after that. Yeah. Shortly after that, for sure. <laughs> you ever think, you ever think it'll like die down enough to where you're, you're comfortable with turning your notifications <laughs> back on? Honestly, uh, maybe in a year or so, but for now I think it'll, it'll keep staying pretty high. So I gotta be careful. <laughs> Are you still hoping to hit uh, 18 million retweets on that initial post? I definitely am hoping to, but uh, it's still a long ways away. I mean, I'm only at 3.6, 3.5, I don't know. But uh, 18 million is still like 15 million away. So, I mean, maybe I didn't even think I'd get to like 1,000. So, who knows? Maybe <laughs> <there> someday. <laughs> you made it this. I mean, you beat the record in a month. So, I mean, who knows Who knows where you'll be sitting in a year? Yeah. <laughs> 
So you get the Nuggets. Uh, obviously, you didn't hit you, know, you didn't hit the eighteen million, but Wendy's decides they're going to you know give you the Nuggets because you've surpassed the all time record. So yeah. how does this work? Do you get like a bunch of gift cards? Like when does it start? When does it end? Like walk me through the logistics of now having free Nuggets at your disposal whenever you want them for a year. Well, actually, the funny thing is they they didn't actually give me like a. I wish they gave me like an ID or something I could just, I could just show and they'd make my chicken nuggets. But uh, <laughs> they just gave me some gift cards and uh, it's like more more than worth a year of free chicken nuggets. So I'll be set for probably about a year or two. Maybe I could use them in college or something. To, I mean, I know I'll have to be paying for my food somehow. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's kind of how they did it. They gave me a few gift cards worth a pretty good amount of money and, and I can use them on anything. So I don't have to get chicken nuggets, but I'll definitely be getting them most of the time. <laughs> is there like uh like a limit per day or could you go in like five times a day and get nuggets i probably could go in five times a day because i think they're just there's just cash on the cards and i just swipe and it goes you lucky dog do you ever <laughs> think like are you are you scared that you might end up on like my 600 pound life or something like the, the story of carter wilkerson the kid who won free chicken nuggets for a year and abused the privilege <laughs> that would be interesting but uh i'll definitely have to keep working out and uh losing the pounds but uh i don't know i hope not but uh it'd be pretty funny if you did see me there in a few years no oh, i don't know about funny probably maybe sad but I, you've sad. got metabolism man you've got that on your side you're 16 you're active you got to uh, you got plenty of good years ahead of I you do. i have great metabolism thankful for that because i can eat <laughs> as many chicken nuggets in one day as i like <laughs> you're living the dream man i mentioned you're you're 16 you're gonna be a junior next year right I'm going to be a senior actually next year. Be a senior? What are your post high school plans? You you thought that far ahead yet? Uh, I have been thinking actually a bit. Uh, but the month previous to this whole thing happening, I, I was looking at colleges and stuff and what I wanted to do. Uh, my parents are actually dentists in town, and uh, I was thinking about following their path and being a their pediatric dentist, like kids dentist, and being one of those because I love kids and I love helping out with kids. And so I was thinking about following that path, that or an orthodontist. But uh, ever since this has happened, it's kind of opened my eyes to new things, new like PR, maybe journalism. I don't know. But uh, I've definitely been exploring and seeing what's out there. Uh, but for now, I, I haven't really decided anything yet. I'm uh, still in that that no zone, that crazy area. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, have, I mean, have any colleges or university like reached out to you about coming to their school? Honestly, not yet. But uh, I mean, hey, it's a, it's a great topic for my college essay. So hopefully I'll get some sort of scholarships to, I don't know, some nice schools. Who knows? <laughs> you get a free ride on nuggets, man. You got you to gotta pull for that one. Bribe the, bribe the administration. Be like, listen, I, I've got the hookup. Hey, you let me in. You're set for life. We're both set for life. Everybody wins. There we go. I know you uh, you recently went to prom. Did you did you take her out to Wendy's for dinner before the big evening or after? You know, I wish. I actually, we were in a group, and uh, our group was ready actually before this whole thing happened. And uh, I recommended to them that we go to Wendy's because I mean it's <laughs> Wendy's, but uh, they're all they all turned it down. Uh, and I, I was kind of sad, but uh, you know, it's all right. Not everyone likes Wendy's, I guess. I mean, they're lost, you know. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, did you did you do one of like the elaborate you know promposal things? Uh, not super elaborate. Uh, it was kind of a basic one. I, I, I didn't really want to go with the, uh, the something sort of like nugget theme. Cause like, it was like <laughs> I mean, that would have been kind of cheap. That's low hanging meat. I think <laughs> they would call it in this, this situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, my, it, I actually asked her out to, uh, through, uh, she's in AP chem this year and they had a lab after school. And I, I went up to their back door when they were done and knocked and said, uh, I had like an apron and glasses and flowers and stuff. And I said, 
I think we'd have chemistry at prom. That kind of, it, it was kind of cheesy, but it was, it was fun. Oh my God. <laughs> You've got it, man. You have it all in life. The world, it's yeah. all yours. <laughs> so now that you're in good standing with Wendy's, do you think they're going to allow you like some future say in like menu items that they come up with? I hope so. I, I kind of want to pitch an idea for, I actually haven't told this to anyone yet, but uh, pitch an idea for like the, the Carter combo or something. Yeah. You get like a chicken nuggets, uh, the fries, and a frosty for like a discount or something. I don't know. If you show that you've retweeted or something, maybe you get like a discount. I, I don't know. There you go. We've got our first exclusive here, folks. We got our first exclusive. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask. You think they'll they'll possibly create like the the Carter centric entree meal or something? I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Are you a dipping sauce fan? Do you dip the nuggets? I do dip the nuggets. What do you dip them in? What's your weapon of choice? You know, I've been kind of divided lately, actually, between uh, barbecue sauce and honey mustard. But if I had to pick one, I'd have to say honey mustard. You ever mix them together? I have, actually. (laughs) You wild man. (laughs) You're out of control. (laughs) Let me ask you this. How do you like the sound of Wilkerson Shire dipping sauce? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I need it. Gotta make it up. (laughs) You're an innovator. Your summer vacation, I assume, is coming up. You got big plans? Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, my family, we've been planning this ever since like a year ago. But uh, we're going to plan on going to uh, Northern Europe and taking a little cruise, like a 12-day cruise. And I'm super stoked for that. I know my family is because uh, we've never really done anything like that. And it should be amazing. And uh, yeah. I wonder if anyone in uh, Northern Europe will know Nugs for Carter. We'll see. Get on it now. You get to, you got plenty of time to spread the message before you get over there. You get the whole red carpet treatment when you get on there. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> Uh, do, I mean, do you want to continue? It sounds like it. Do you want to continue riding this, you know, wave as a, a philanthropist of sorts? What do you hope to accomplish from here now that you're, you've kind of gotten yourself out there a bit? Uh, I do want to keep going with it. Hopefully, especially the, the raising money part, our t-shirts are still selling pretty good. A lot of people are buying them, especially after the Ellen thing happened. And, uh, so we, we hope to keep raising money and keep doing good with that. And, uh, obviously hopefully maybe turn the brand nugs for Carter into something cool I don't know, maybe a nonprofit where we keep can keep raising money through some other ways or some. I don't know, but hopefully we'll keep progressing and uh, it'll keep growing and keep doing good stuff. Absolutely. So how can people follow along with what you're up to? Well, uh, if you don't already follow me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at Carter JWM. And uh, if you haven't retweeted, obviously, go retweet. And uh, it, there's a link in my bio called nugsforcarter.com. You can go there and get a T-shirt. They're $20 and all the profits go to uh, a charity. And uh, otherwise, just if you don't have a Twitter or if you can't make a Twitter or you can't get a T-shirt, just tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone you know, and uh, get the word spread. And hopefully we can do some good. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank your your father, of course, uh, and, and your publicist for making this happen because I've been not in a creepy way, but trying to track you down for, for quite a while now. But uh, I want to certainly thank you, too, Carter, for for taking some time out of your day to chat with me. And I want to wish you you know best of luck in all your future endeavors. I know college is a very daunting thing to have to be uh, you know facing down the barrel of. But, uh, you know, I wish you the best of luck with that. And, and stay in touch, man. I appreciate your time a lot. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This has been one of my favorite interviews. I, I, I like the longer ones because I can actually get to talk and like know know you. Like, I mean, I, I kind of feel closer now, you know? We're buddies. We're officially <laughs> buddies. I'll, I'll send you the official plaque in the mail that, that you're a Bocephus buddy. <laughs> 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 All right, Carter. Thanks a lot, man. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you down the line. We'll catch up with you. All right. Thank you so much for having me. The Bocephus Broadcast.
If you like chicken nuggets, then you gotta sing along If you like chicken nuggets, this is your favorite song It's the best part of the day You put all your cares away Get ready for a smile on your face It's just the right time and just the right place The music you love, the movies you share Special Columbia House offers this month in selected magazines, newspapers, and your mail. Cephas Broadcast. That puts the wraps on episode 18 of the Bo Cephas Broadcast. Join me next week when my guest will be Ross Newell of the Mulligan Brothers, a fantastic band based in Alabama. I spoke with Ross while he and the band were touring Sweden this past week. So yeah, first uh, Swedish guest, I do believe. They'll be, uh, well, he's American, but he was in Sweden, so technically... Let's not split hairs here, people. Anyway, when they return from Sweden, they'll be uh, back in the States for a couple days before they make their way to my neck of the woods for the Bruce Guys Music Festival in Hannibal, Missouri on Saturday, June 10th. Tickets for that are 10 bucks. I got mine. You can get your tickets, the full lineup, and more information on the festival itself by visiting HannibalBruise.com. Very happy to have Bruce Guys sponsoring that episode next week as well. And uh, yeah, be sure to check out the Mulligan Brothers. You can uh, check out their stuff on Spotify. Fantastic stuff. So good. I think you'll like it. Hey, don't forget, if you're listening on iTunes, take uh, just a moment to leave some feedback on the show. Every review and rating that we get helps the show become visible to new audiences who otherwise may not have ever seen or heard about the show. So let's grow this thing like one of those weird creatures that you, you know put in water overnight and then it expands. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever platform you're listening to it as well. The Bocephus Broadcast available on Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, and of course at bocephusbroadcast.podbean.com and on the Podbean app. Follow along on Facebook at facebook.com slash Broadcast, and you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BoBCraft. And if you've got questions, comments, concerns, hate mail, anything of that nature, shoot me an email over at bocephusbroadcast at gmail.com. And I'll be sure to send you a picture of Annie Wilkes getting her hobble on. It's for the best. Annie, please! Almost done. That's it, kids. Yay! Yay, Another episode in the books. We'll catch you next time here on the Bocephus Broadcast. You've been listening to the Bocephus Broadcast. 